if, uh, if you don't have one of these sheets, it has our vision and values on the front. It also includes ways to connect and serve at CCV, and then uh, some updates on uh, our financial status. I am pressing start on this now, with our goal being to have the expressive time of this done in 20 minutes. We'll close with prayer and release you to your children or to head out to go vote or to stay for Q&A. So if you have questions, we'd like you to stay, but we don't want to hold everyone on that one. Um, so by way of getting started, let me pray. God, we are grateful for your hand upon this church, what you were doing, and what you were calling us to. Help us, Lord, to be faithful as ministers in this community, as friends and family of one another. In Christ's name, amen. So if you haven't been here the whole time, Christ Church Vienna started in the fall of 2011, a little over three years ago. We were a church plant out of a mother church called the Falls Church Anglican, which was in the process of starting new churches in the DC area and further. I was on staff there for three years, and the entire time I was there, I was committed to starting a church here in Vienna, Virginia. It was my hometown, and it was one I couldn't get out of my head. And if you try to go through the reasoning behind starting a church, it goes something like this. The best way to reach more people for Christ is to plant and start new churches. We are at a demographic stage right now in the country where there's a church for every 2,000 people. There was a church for every 500 100 years ago. So the problem is not you know, that there are too many churches, it's we don't have enough. And so we started with that idea. We started with a basic vision and values, which is written on the front of this sheet that has actually been guiding us the entire way along. And you hear this in some of the sermons, some of the things we talk about, the reasons we do what we do. We are a gospel-driven, externally focused, extended family, Anglican mission for Vienna, Virginia. And I'm not going to break down each one of those parts, but you can see that that's some of what drives what we do, and we've used it as a filter for determining things we are going to do and not going to do. We're now three years in, and I feel like one of the things that I've been trying to discern over the past year as the lead pastor is what next. You see, the, the idea is this. You, you take years as a church planter thinking up what the first church service is going to look like. And then the first church service happened in November of 2011, and you have to do it again the next week. And then you have to figure out what to do next because you can't just build on having a church service. The community is calling for something more. And so we've been in that process of trying to figure out who we are meant to be together as a body of Christ and what God is calling us to in the wider community. And as we've been discerning some of these things, I keep coming back to a couple of key components that I would love to see drive us in the next couple of years. And they're drawn out of our, at a specific focus in our vision and values. So one of those is I really want us to dig deeper in becoming an extended family. We had a series in September and October called Extended Family, and if you were not able to be there, go back and listen to some of those, because that was starting to inform our idea that I'm hoping we can drill deeper into connecting to one another. It, we live in a transient culture, and DC is even more transient than some places. And the reality is that we do not have extended family in the way that cultures did hundreds of years ago, and even today around the rest of the world, which means very few of us are really known, nor are we exposing ourselves to loving others in that deep and meaningful way. And so my challenge and hope is that we can start to do that. And it would look something like this. There would not be a single person who's not married, who doesn't feel like they have family. There would not be somebody in our community who is aging by themselves. 
that whenever somebody is sick, there are several people who are aware of it. And whenever something good happens in somebody's life, there are several people there to celebrate with them. Churches talk about community, and I will say, at this point, that's what we're doing. But I'm hoping that we can find ways to dig deeper and encourage you as individuals to dig deeper. So we talk about moving from Sunday morning to small groups, but small groups are one aspect of what we're looking for. It's a way to get connected to 30 or 40 or 50 people over the course of several years, so that over the course of a couple of years here, you recognize everybody else in the room. But ultimately, taking it that step further is gonna be a little bit more organic. It's gonna be people willing to covenant and commit to one another. Finding ways to, to say, I wanna do life with you for a while, and I wanna share what's going on and open up my life to you and the other way around. It, it's, it's actually really scary if you think about that. I don't know how we live that out, but it's part of what I'm gonna keep pushing on for us because I think to develop relational connectedness at the point of being best friends with a few people is the place we need to get to so that we feel like we all have extended family, aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and kids, even if none of our actual relatives live nearby. So that's one piece. The second piece that we're gonna to continue to push on is being externally focused, and I'm gonna put slash for Vienna. Now some of you don't live in Vienna, but the reality is when we talk about for Vienna, if you go back to the series we did in November on place, place matters, it's being aware of the place in which God has put you, whether that's Vienna proper or somewhere else, whether you work here, or in DC, or in Tyson's, or out in Herndon, wherever you go to school, that the places we exist, we're meant to live for, to be there to benefit and to bless. We wanna get to a point as a church a couple years from now, where if we had to move out of the town, that the town would say, don't leave. Now, I don't know how we get there, but that's where we're going, is to get to a place where the town says, we don't want you to go. Where if your neighbors knew you were gonna be moving, they would be upset and not realize they didn't know you. <laughs> and another piece of that is being externally focused. We are gonna continue to push on that idea of we are existing for people who aren't actually in church. So we want Christians to grow up in their faith, but one of the primary ways we do that is in relational connect connectedness. But we're always gonna be pushing on that idea of who is not here, who's least comfortable entering a church, who will not arrive on their own? Who needs the gospel brought to them? Whether that's in mercy or in word. Who is most in need in our community? And we wanna constantly be looking outside the doors of the church. It's natural in a church to tend towards um, more organization and more order, which we're doing. And then what comes with that is focusing inward. So in many ways, we have to push outward always so that we don't become only focused on ourselves. So that 10 years from now, we're not a church that only looks inward, but we're still pushing outward, saying what else, who else, where else does God want us to go? And towards that end, it's why we started a church planting fund and why probably we're aiming in the next couple of years, God willing to plant a church even before we build a building. So in case you're wondering, we don't have any plans to build a building, um, but if God were to drop something in our laps in Vienna, we'd look at it. So if you know of something, let us know. But in the meantime, this is a great opportunity to be in a school that allows us to be here. We could grow by hundreds and still use this space. 
Madison has become a great partner with us, and that enables us to be for the town, for the county, for the community, in a way that having our own building, it's not as easy to do that. So in the meantime, this is where we'll be, and we could see this being actually even a long-term solution, but we also want to think through creatively if property becomes available. We're not looking to leave Vienna because this is where we believe God has called us, and other churches have been called to other locations. This is where this church has been called. Um, but again, in the meantime, this is where we're going to be, and the hope is that we actually could start a church one day. And there's lots of different ways to do that, partnering with other churches, bringing somebody in that then you send out, finding somebody who has a real passion and heart for a particular area, like Reston or Tyson's or Maryfield or further out. In the meantime, we're just heading in that direction. So that's some of our vision for being externally focused, for looking to connect wider. And ultimately, we want to connect beyond just Vienna. We'd like to continue to develop partnerships with our uh, Anglican brothers and sisters and gospel-driven churches around the D.C. area so we can continue to have an impact on D.C. broader. And over the next couple of years, we're going to be starting to develop relationships overseas so that we have places we can go and visit and we can bring people to us. One of the places we're looking to connect with is Chile, where Rod will be taking a few students this summer. And the hope is to develop a long-term friendship and relationship. Not that we go to save people in Chile, but that we go to meet our brothers and sisters and see what God is doing there and the other way around. And maybe God will lead us to relationships in other places as well. So we'd love to be able to have an impact on Vienna, on DC, and relational connectedness to the world around us. So that's sort of the broader direction that we're heading in the next couple of years. Extended family and an externally focused and for the places God has put us. Piece two. State of Vienna, of Christ Church Vienna. So just as a kind of update on where we are as a church, if you were to look at our roll books, we have about 350 adults, about 100 teenagers, and about 130 kids under that that are on our roll books. On a given Sunday, we have about 320 on average, excluding one of those weekends where everyone's gone or Christmas Eve or Easter. So about 320 come on a Sunday. And that's, again, fitting that demographic or that range of teenagers, kids, and older. Um, we have a lot going on with kids. What you see in our kids program, they're using godly play material. Um, one of our visions with that is we recognize that actually the primary place of discipleship is in the home. We're not here to disciple kids the way that you as moms and dads can. In 40 minutes, once a week, if you come even 40 out of 52 weeks, that's just not enough. But we are exposing them to gospel truth, connecting them to one another, and creating a place where actually they're being partly discipled by their presence here on a Sunday morning. You know, they sing with us. They learn how to do church with adults in the way that we do it. And that's part of them growing up in the faith. So they learn confessions of faith. They hear scripture read. They participate in the liturgy of communion and they go out and connect to one another. If you have questions about our kids' ministry, Tim Kirby is your guy, and he'll be available afterwards on that. Student ministry is another one that we've been um, continuing to have an impact on. There's about 50 middle schoolers, 50 high schoolers. We've started small groups with boys, small groups with girls. The only reason why we haven't started more is we don't have sufficient leaders. One of the needs that Rod has is for female leaders to come and help lead small groups of girls. People, you know, I, I will say you don't have to be 23 to be a leader of kids. One of the most effective leaders in youth ministry I ever saw was a guy named Chuck Reinhold who worked in Young Life and was in his 60s while still leading small groups of boys. He was not cool anymore. 
but it didn't matter. He was willing to give himself to them. And that's what matters. So if that's something maybe God would put on your heart, talk to Rod. They'll be heading away on their breakaway retreat, the, middle, uh, the high school in two, no, next weekend, and the middle school a month after that. So pray for our kids, pray for our leaders. Pray for the mission trips they'll be doing this summer, high school to Chile, uh, middle school to Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, and we continue to have weekly meetings with our middle schoolers and our high school connecting with Young Life and trying to push beyond something that is just for our church. We want to make an impact on kids in this community, whether they come to our church ever or not. And that's really our vision and goal there. Um, small groups continue to be a big part of our church here. We've had 15 to 20 groups every semester that we've run small groups. The majority of our attendees participate in those small groups. It's a great way to get connected in or at least to start to. So if you have not done that, you can check out small groups that are more Bible study based, some that are prayer focused, some that are serving in the community, some that are just for social, because we want people to connect on every possible level that we can. Um, we're just starting up this year a more um, organized women's ministry. Uh, we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, and so they're starting to have a couple of functions. Uh, most of what we do is still through small groups, but there's things that are trying to provide ways for us to connect in at other levels as well. Um, and we'll be uh, starting, continuing to push out in mission. Our missions team has just started to identify a strategy not only for giving, but also for the things that will be connected in locally and globally, and hopefully have more clarity on our direction in our mission and missions locally and globally. Last thing is financial update, and I've been told to be careful of my wording there, finances, financial update, there's something that means official, I don't know. Um, you can see that on the very back page. Um, last year's total income and total expenses. We had a net uh, surplus of $51,000, a little over $51,000. The church council voted in December to allocate all of that into the church planting fund so that that would then be the seed money to plant church, a, a church out of Christ Church Vienna or partnering from Christ Church Vienna in the future. The guess is it will take two to $300,000 to actually plant a church and to do it well. You can see on the right our outreach giving, where we've given locally and globally, different organizations. Our missions team is in the process of auditing, in a sense, who we give to, making sure that it fits a strategic approach. So we're in that process of re-looking at who we give to, who we commit to. But we give locally and globally to things that are proclaiming gospel, starting new churches, reaching people for Christ, but also mercy and care and water and slavery, trying to push that both locally and globally. The church council made a commitment at the very beginning of the church to give 20% of income to outreach. So 20% of what comes in goes out of the church. And you see that even in the way that we do our cash offering. Anytime somebody drops quarters or dollars, undesignated money in the offering basket, it always goes to outreach. The primary one is Anglican Relief and Development Fund, which is doing development in the poorest parts of the world. Um, but that's a way that we're constantly committing to giving monies out. Um, Finally, at the very bottom of this is online giving is now available at CCV. That has actually never been available until two weeks ago. If you have never done this, it's actually incredibly easy to do. Even I was able to figure it out. You go to connect at CCV or give to CCV. It's in the same place that you sign up for small groups. And if you are already in our connect at CCV uh, portal, you can see that there's now a give, giving, 
where you can give by credit card or debit card. You can set up uh, bi-weekly or quarterly or monthly payments, or you can just do a one-off if it's a Sunday when you weren't there and you like to give on the first Sunday of the month, that sort of thing. It's a great way also to track because you can figure out what you've given throughout the year and say, oh, I've given too much to Christ Church Vienna. It needs to go somewhere else. Or the other way around, um, whatever one you want. Um, but if you have any questions about that, you can either see me or Rod or Jane Ann Satterfield, who's not here today, if you're having trouble with that. Um, so that's the overall overview of everything. Um, just to point you back to the Connect and Serve at CCV, there are lots of ways to connect in or to serve. You can see point people here. If there's a particular area you would love to connect in or to serve, please contact the contact person. Our nursery is in need of a couple more volunteers. Our kids' ministry needs a couple more um, lead teachers. Student ministry needs a couple more leaders, especially uh, female leaders. We need a couple people on takedown that helps to break down all this equipment every week. We don't try to overburden people, and we know you have other commitments, so if you have other commitments, don't do this out of guilt, but if there's ways that you'd feel like you could add or connect in or serve, we'd love to have you. So, that ends everything that I was going to cover, and where is Mark Andringa? Ah, thank you. Mark, come on up. Mark Andringa is uh, one of the wardens. He and Blair Burns were the wardens of our church council. While Blair is stepping off, Mark will continue on for a year. So, All right. Well, thank you guys for coming. And um, first, I just want to say, you know, after three years, we celebrated the three-year anniversary, and that was great, but we are blessed. We have been blessed with um, an awesome staff, with uh, Johnny and Rod and Corky and Matt for his years of service. Um, and Jane Ann Satterfield has been doing a wonderful job helping uh, pick up a lot of the pieces that we need help with, which is administrative things, paying the bills. Um, Larry Medley has been our treasurer this whole time, so um, I want to just give a thanks and a shout out to Larry, because that is... Um, I was talking to Larry when we started. We, we used to write one or two checks a week, and it was not that big a deal, but... Um, there's more going on now, and uh, uh, thank you all for your your participation and service, because ultimately, this is Christ's church. It's Jesus' church, and it's made up of the body of Christ, which is all of us. So um, thank you all for the ways you serve as teachers and ushers and uh, uh, communion servers and uh, hospitality folks and all that, so we really appreciate that. Um, one thing I wanted to do is just introduce the council. So... Um, I've been on the council for two years. I have one more year. Um, as we've mentioned, Blair Burns uh, and Martha Anderson, I don't know if they're here. You can, okay, they're out running the election, so go say hi to them and say thank you to them. Um, there'll be two more uh, council members elected today. Um, but Tim Kirby, if you could wave. Tim also runs our kids program. Um, David Honer, over here, stand up if you could see. Um, Graham Jocelyn, if Graham's in here, great, thank you, Graham. Um, Carolyn Bellamy, and I think those are the existing members that will then be supplemented. But we're we're all here to to listen to to you all, and um, our role is twofold. One is a little bit sort of the business of a corporation of a church of being the governance and, and ensuring transparency and and um, uh, accountability. 
Um, thank you. Um, that's one piece of it. But the other is to just pray and discern with you all around where God's leading this church and um, to, where possible, give wisdom and insight. But our wisdom and insight gets, comes from you all, and we would love to hear from you. Um, so informally, any of these people I just mentioned, please come grab us and, and talk to us and tell us what's working, what's not working, what do you see God doing, what, what's on your heart, what would you really love to see? Um, and we'd love to hear that and, and um, be able to share that with the rest of the leadership. Um, in order to help facilitate and kind of prime the pump, if you will, there's going to be a survey that we're going to send out via email, which is a little bit about our vision and values, but a little bit about what you guys are feeling. You know, one of the questions we asked as a council is, so how are things going? We're three years in. How are things going? What's, what's going well? Um, and where, would, where is the Lord leading us in the next, you know, five to ten years for Christchurch Vienna? And that's something that we, we would love your input. So there'll be a survey. And then similarly, um, a number of the council members are going to start visiting or contact the small group leaders and, and perhaps visit a number of the small groups just to ask, you know, personally one-on-one, -on -one, how's it going? And we'd love to just hear what you have to say. So um, that's just one way to kind of prime the pump and introduce ourselves and start to get that feedback flowing. But um, by all means, just grab us anytime you see one of us. So thank you. Thanks, Mark. And I'm going to have Corky come up and pray for us, but here's the next move is we're going to have Corky pray, and that means you're free to go. And by free to go, I mean you must go. If you have a child, one of you must go and get your child. Um, but if you ha would like to stay, we're also going to stay to take questions and answers. So we'll do that as a large group, but obviously you can also grab some of the individuals like Rod for student ministry, Tim for um, kids' classes, uh, Larry Medley if you have questions about our finances, um, quirky about small groups, but before we do that time of Q&A and send out those who would like to go, Corky, please pray for us as a church. I will. Please join me. Praying through a couple truths here in Ephesians 4. Father, I ask that you might keep us walking in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have called us with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain, might we each be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Lord, we recognize there's one body, one Spirit. We've been called in one hope to our calling. And we thank you that you've called each of us to Christ Church Vienna. We pray that these and many more qualities might be true of us individually and as a church in this community and in Oakton and in Reston and in Fairfax and Falls Church, wherever you've placed us, but especially this community of, of Vienna. And uh, not only that we'd be known for uh, people who act like and serve like uh, and talk like Jesus, but that many, many more people, because of our prayers, because of our relationships, because of our servant initiatives, that many, many more people might come to know you, Lord, and want to follow you and, and spread your love to others too. So we thank you for this time and commit ourselves anew to you in the strong name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.